of the Titans, the Mount Rushmore of players we all know the names of. Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, Aaron Rodgers. Then there are the Giants hoping to join this group. Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson. Nonetheless, you can't forget about these new guys hoping to dethrone everything those that came before them created and blaze their own trail into NFL history. Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert, Mac Jones. Men that won't let you forget who they are. And if you do, they'll be more than happy to remind you. This is the show where we'll talk about all those legacies and so much more. We'll follow these storylines from the beginning of the season all the way to the climax of the Super Bowl. We'll see giants fall and watch new men who you never expected to take over stand tall. Through adversity and victory, the NFL has it all. We will cover every minute of it here. No buts about it. Hello, it is a wonderful, beautiful, sunny September 9th, 2022 here in Ohio. I am recording from a dorm room and this episode is sponsored by nobody. However, if you would like to take up this space and would like to get rid of my ramblings at the beginning of these episodes, sponsor us. That'd be awesome. If you're someone with a lot of money or you just like the show and want to make a donation so we can get better audio equipment or uh, better guests on the show, I'd appreciate it. Um, if you're looking for a Patreon or something similar, there is not one. But if you email me and give me a reason to set one up, I will. But now that we're done with that, let's talk football. It's a big day. It is the day after the regular season has begun. Thursday night football kicked it off last night with the Bills and the Rams. I thought it was going to be a much closer game than that. It was 31-10. to Definitely not what I expected from the Rams, especially coming off the Super Bowl. Really thought that they were going to try to prove that they were still that team. They were the team we expected them to be, but that's not what happened. But here's the rundown for those of you who weren't able to watch it. Matthew Stafford just looked rough yesterday. He had a 70% completion rate, 240 yards, one touchdown, and three interceptions. He had two rushing yards as well, but those are pretty much meaningless in the long run. He was sacked seven times. That's how many times Joe Burrow was sacked in the Super Bowl, I believe. Twice by his old teammate, Von Miller. His four-yard touchdown pass was to Cooper Cup, the reigning Triple Crown champion that is still with the LA Rams. Phenomenal wide receiver, and this catch in the end zone was insane. The announcers didn't think it was a catch. Uh, I didn't think it was a catch at first, and then they replayed it, and I was like, oh my gosh, that's a catch. He actually got three feet down. He only needed two, but he, he got a third toe drag before going out of bounds. Guaranteed it was a catch insane go look that up on youtube because oh my gosh you need to see that if you haven't yet uh jalen ramsey a guy that i was hyping up all off season kind of and saying he was going to be the reason the rams kept this game close yeah he allowed uh six of seven receptions Josh Allen had a perfect passer rating against him, and he allowed 124 yards and two touchdowns against him. 
And a lot of people are making a big deal about this, saying he's burnt toast, all the stuff you say about defensive players, saying he's just horrible, he's washed, that type of stuff. Way too early to say that. Jalen Ramsey is not washed. He's not burnt toast. He's playing against one of the best offenses in the NFL. They're saying, what happened to him in the Super Bowl, too? Yeah, because he was playing one of the best offenses in the NFL in the Cincinnati Bengals. Jamar Chase was a is a phenomenal wide receiver. T. Higgins is a phenomenal wide receiver. And the same is true with Stephon Diggs and Gabriel Davis, who we will talk about here in a minute. So, yes, Jalen Ramsey didn't have a great showing, but I'm sure he's going to feed off of that, and he will punish those who are saying different about him. I still think Jalen Ramsey is going to be an issue for wide receivers and is still one of the best cornerbacks in the NFL, in my opinion. Now moving over to the Bills side of things, Josh Allen, he, he wasn't himself. I, but he still had a phenomenal performance with an 84% completion percentage, 297 yards. I think in the last episode I said he'd have 300 plus, so I was only three yards off. That's pretty good in my opinion. Um, he had, Speaking of the last episodes, if you want to go watch those and catch up on a bunch of the off-season moves, you can, but you don't really have to because I'll probably be bringing them up whenever they come up. But if you just want to give the show some viewership and be a cool person, you can. You don't really have to, though, because I'll help you follow this storyline. That's my goal here. So Josh Allen, 84% completion percentage, 297 yards, three touchdowns, and two interceptions. However, one of the interceptions was not his fault at all. We're watching it, and it was... Isaiah McKenzie like caught the ball and bobbled it, and with that bobble, the uh, I think it was a corner. It was either the corner or the safety just kind of came up and just took it from him. So that was definitely on the re- receiver. He was wide open. It was a bobble. Josh Allen had it right on the money. The other one was underthrown, so that happens. Uh, but I'm really only going to say Josh Allen only had one interception. That was his fault, though. He had 56 rushing yards and one rushing touchdown. Uh, he was only sacked two times, which comparatively to Matthew Stafford, who was sacked seven times, that's really good, especially when you're running against Aaron Donald. Stefan Diggs, oh, my gosh, that man. 53-yard touchdown. He had eight catches for 122 yards. If you were playing Stefan Diggs in fantasy, I feel bad for you. And even worse, it, it was crazy because they tried to cover Stefan Diggs and then he'd throw to Gabriel Davis. If he didn't throw to Gabriel Davis, he was throwing to Stefan Diggs. And then Isaiah McKenzie was still doing stuff. And Dawson Knox was out there too. But Gabriel Davis, Stefan Diggs, that is a duo to watch out for. Gabriel Davis had one touchdown and 88 yards with four receptions. And then McKenzie had a touchdown. If Gabriel Davis is somehow still a free agent in your fantasy leagues, go get him right now. I think on ESPN with the default settings, he had 18 fantasy points last night, and I would definitely expect him to keep up a similar pace. It definitely seemed like Josh Allen trusted him. Definitely seemed like he was someone that he was able to go to. He had a bomb pass to Gabriel Davis it was deep I don't know how far it was but oh man when it dropped out of the air and Gabriel Davis was just right there it was beautiful 
Gabriel Davis and Stefan Diggs put on a show last night. It was like watching a Madden tournament. Oh, my gosh. It was beautiful. The only major letdown I had with the Bills was James Cook. I've been hyping up James Cook all offseason. He's Dalvin's younger brother. I was saying, hey, this guy is going to – He's going to come in. He's going to fix the Bills' run game. Josh Allen isn't going to have to lead in rushing anymore with the Bills. Dalvin Cook goes out there, and he fumbles. He's like the first touch he had with the ball. He fumbled it. And I was like, dude, come on. Now, I'll grant him. I will grant James Cook. The rushing game was weird last night. I don't know what happened to Cam Akers on the Rams' side. Daryl Henderson was getting all the touches. Uh... Devin Singletary looked phenomenal for the Bills. Zach Moss looked better than he usually does. And James Cook just, he he was a letdown last night. Hopefully that doesn't mean he won't get touches in the future. Maybe he just had some butterflies. First NFL game on a national stage. Hey, I'm sure I'd be nervous too. I'd probably fumble too. So James Cook, we're still rooting for you here. We want you to continue to get chances, continue to play. We know you've got some big shoes to fill with your brother Dalvin up there in Minnesota, but you can do it. You can, you're going to be the reason this team is able to have a run game again. You and Devin Singletary, I trust that's what I'm going for. I'm, I just really believe in it. Okay, part of this show, part of the point of this show is to help people who don't really follow all the news, all the analysis, really football at all, uh, to be able to follow the storylines and see why these things are important, what is going on. Okay, so what I'm going to start doing uh, whenever we talk about a regular season game and the playoff games, when we get to them, is ask why does this game matter? What was the storyline for this game? So, this is the first game of the 2022 regular season. Play It was played where they uh, played the Super Bowl and ended the last, regular, the last season. And the LA Rams are the reigning Super Bowl champions. And this game, a lot of people were seeing and saying it could be indicative of a Super Bowl hangover. Now, if you don't know what a Super Bowl hangover is, it's kind of a term used to reference the fact that a lot of NFL teams that go on to win the Super Bowl the next season kind of struggle with being as good as they were the season before and they don't make it back to the championship sometimes they don't even make the playoffs so the Rams struggling last night kind of fed that fire of they're gonna struggle this season Granted, it was against the Bills, who were the number one defense in the league last year and only got better, but not a good showing, only putting up 10 points last night. Uh, Bills are the Super Bowl favorites, and they've been Super Bowl favorites for, I think, the last three years. They definitely have been in the talks. Uh, Could this finally be their year? The last two years, it's come down to them and the Chiefs in the playoffs, and the Chiefs have won. And this last year, the Bills are doing well. Patrick Mahomes got the ball back. He tied it, and it came down to a coin flip. It caused them to change the rules. We talked about that in an earlier episode. But 
we had this issue with Josh Allen not being given the ball again in overtime because of the coin flip, and that was what caused them to not move on to the AFC Championship. Granted, some have argued they should have finished it in regular time, but it goes both ways. I'm personally, I personally would have wanted to see Josh Allen with the ball again in overtime, see what he could do, but that's not what we saw. So the story ended for the Bills against the Chiefs because of a coin flip. Hopefully that doesn't happen this year. Hopefully for Bills Mafia, they are able to get to the conference championship, and if they lose, it's not on a technicality like it was last year. So those are some of the important things for this game. That was why a lot of people were watching it. Uh, That and the Bills are just fun to watch. If you don't really have a team to root for and just kind of want to watch football for the sake of watching football, watch the Bills. The Bills are probably one of the better teams to watch. They've got Stephon Diggs, Gabriel Davis, lots of big plays. Lots of defensive action, which I love to watch. So that's why I would say the Bills are going to be the Super Bowl favorites. I don't know if they'll make it. We'll see as we get closer. It's week one. So, and then we've got, um, this does not include Monday Night Football. We'll talk about Monday Night Football on Monday. But I've laid out some important games this weekend that if you're scrolling through the TV, you don't have anything to watch and you're, you see this game, watch it, because it'll help you kind of have something to talk about with your buddies at the bar. So, 49ers versus the Bears. This one's simple. All you got to pay attention to is Trey Lance, the 49ers quarterback. He's a second-year quarterback. He had some playing time last year. Not a whole lot, though, because Jimmy Garoppolo was the starting quarterback last season. He's going to be debuting as the starter this year. This will be his first game on Sunday. Definitely a game that people are going to be paying attention to as kind of an indicator of whether or not Trey Lance is going to be good. Um, The Bears defense is not the best, but hey, it's, it's week one at two, so it's not an end all be all of showing that this guy Trey Lance is the top dog but it is an indicator also with that game I want to see how the fans react or the team reacts if Trey doesn't do good because Jimmy G is still on the team he's still out there and if Trey struggles he might have trouble keeping the locker room that's happened before it happened to Lamar Jackson when he took the Ravens to the playoffs in 2019 uh, he wasn't doing well. They ended up losing, and people were chanting for them to bring back Joe Flacco, who was still on the team but had been benched for Lamar Jackson. So we'll see how the fans react if Trey doesn't do well, if they want Jimmy G back or not. Okay, next one, Steelers versus Bengals. How does Mitch Trubisky hold up against the Super Bowl runner-ups? How does he hold up against... Logan Wilson, Trey Hendrickson, Sam Hubbard, all of these guys running at him. I'm not just putting this game on this list because it is the Bengals game, though that is a bias I have, but I really want to see, does Mitch hold up against this defense? I think it's a strong 
defense, and he's had experience in the league. I think it's a good defense. It'll be a good indicator of whether or not Mitch should be the starter. And also, will we see Kenny Pickett at any point? Is there going to be a point where Mitch is struggling, he's not doing well, and Mike Tomlin, the head coach, says, okay, Mitch, we're losing the game. We're not going to win this. I want to see what Kenny can do. And they put the rookie in and see what he can do. Hopefully, we do get to see a little bit of him. I think Kenny Pickett has a lot of potential. Like I've said before, I'm kind of upset he's on the Steelers because he's fun to watch. I just don't want to see him do well against the Bengals. Well, we'll see. Mitch has something to prove, though. I think he only has a one-year contract, too. So, he's only going to get an extension if he is phenomenal. But... That's why that game's important. Next is a revenge game and revenge story. So quick quick uh, story of what happened in the offseason for those who don't know. So Deshaun Watson was accused of 24 uh, sexual misconduct allegations ranging from different things. And then it came out that it was, the NFL said, He's probably going to get suspended, but if you really want to, you can sign him. A bunch of teams were thrown in to the loop. The Falcons, the Saints, and then kind of randomly the Browns were thrown in. And the Browns ended up going for him. The only problem is, is they had Baker Mayfield, and they didn't tell Baker Mayfield that they were going for him. So Baker Mayfield was angry, or not really angry, but more so hurt, that the Browns kind of went behind his back and signed this guy or even offered a trade without telling him. And Baker didn't really know what was happening. So fast forward through a bunch of lawyer stuff and he gets suspended for 11 games and Baker Mayfield ends up getting traded to the Carolina Panthers. Deshaun Watson can't even play week one. He's uh, Jacoby Brissett's going to be the starter for the Browns. Baker Mayfield is starting for the Panthers. So this is his revenge game. And, of course, the reporters were asking him, hey, what do you feel about this? What what do you want to do? Is this a big deal for you? And he allegedly, he hasn't said anything publicly, but allegedly he told Cynthia Freeland he was going to F them up. He was going to get revenge on the Cleveland Browns for backstabbing him and letting him go for Deshaun Watson without even telling him what was going on. So that's a big game. That's going to be a big deal as well. I'm going to watch that game probably with the audio on because I want to see what they're talking about. That'll probably be my audio game for that time slot because I watch all the games at the same time, but obviously I can only listen to one. Then uh, after that, I have Packers versus Vikings. And excuse my voice, I have a bit of a cold, so there are lots of voice cracks. But Packers versus Vikings. This one, I just want to see how Aaron Rodgers interacts with his wide receivers. It's not necessarily a huge story, but he doesn't have Devontae Adams. I want to see if he trusts his new receivers. He's kind of been bad-mouthing them a little bit to the media. And just, is Aaron Rodgers Aaron Rodgers without Devontae? Or did is Devontae the reason that... 
he's had the last two MVP seasons that he did. Speaking of Devontae Adams, moving on to the Raiders versus the Chargers. Derek Carr and Devontae Adams debut. They haven't played together since college. This is their first time playing together at the professional level. And I think it could be an electric combo. I don't think we've seen what Derek Carr can do. I think he's always kind of been underrated because he's put everything he has into the game. And then something bad happens. Like Henry Ruggs gets arrested for going ridiculous speed while drunk. Or coach gets fired. All this crazy stuff that's happened to him during his career. So hopefully... There's no problems this year for Derek Carr. We get to see who he really is. If he's average, fine. But he doesn't have any excuses anymore, in my opinion, as it stands right now. So, also, the Chargers, I think, may have made more free agency moves than any other team this year. Especially on defense. Because they got uh, J.C. Jackson's injured, but they got Khalil Mack. Their defense is just stacked. I want to see how they play against this Raiders defense that is just electric. It's going to be fun to watch. Darren Waller, you've got him at tight end. Devontae Adams. Hunter Renfro is one of the smartest players in football. So that's going to be a fun game to watch. And then Patriots versus Dolphins. I threw them on here just because I think it's going to be fun. I want to see if the Dolphins can beat the Patriots, and it's always fun when the Patriots lose for me. Uh, I want to see Tua and Tyreek. I think he's going to have a good hookup. Tyreek has been hyping up Tua all offseason, so we'll see if Tua is able to live up to the hype. I want to see what that connection's like. Jalen Waddell is also one of the fastest receivers in the NFL, along with Tyreek Hill, so... I think that they're going to have a good duo, possibly similar to what we saw last night with Gabriel Davis and Stefan Diggs. But it's going to rely on the guy throwing the ball. So those are the stories that we have. Um, we're going to talk about the results on Monday, and then we'll talk about Monday Night Football, which is Russell Wilson versus the Seahawks. So it's the Broncos versus the Seahawks. So Whoever is scheduling things at the NFL was just like, week one is going to be filled with revenge games. But it's going to be a fun time. We're going to have fun this weekend. And I encourage you, if you don't really watch football, watch one of those games. Or at least watch half of one of those games. And so that's what's going on this weekend. It's going to be a fun time. It's going to be a great time. I'm really excited for it. Buy some beers if you're old enough. Bring your friends over. Turn on the TV. Watch whatever game's on. Um, I, I hope everyone has a great weekend. Like I said, I'm a little sick. So going to hopefully be better by Monday. And won't be as nasally. But I really wanted to get a show out. Thank you everyone who has shared it. I saw a couple people shared it. Um, that was pretty cool. Also, I wanted to thank everyone for helping us get to 600 downloads that popped up on my phone the other day and that was really neat the podcast is now i officially everywhere i think people keep sending me things i've never heard of but i added it to stitcher and iHeartRadio and pandora and then i i'm gonna add it to deezer in tune in so other than that it's everywhere 
send it to your friends like share follow uh play the episodes that's how we get views that's how if you enjoy the show if you don't enjoy the show don't don't say anything just forgive me um like i said at the beginning of the show if you really enjoy the show and want to sponsor it or help promote it or whatever you want to do uh email me at bullmoosepodcast2 at gmail.com the email will be in the description um or message me on instagram at nobuts underscore show uh we are on pace to hit a thousand views by the end of the year though so that's pretty cool i actually had a thousand views as being like a five or yeah five year thing i did not think it would happen this fast this is insane guys so i hope everyone has a great weekend enjoy the football we're out